It's fine if we're not ready. And we're back. We're back. So today we've got, I'm a little bit thrown because Barb isn't here. I was ready to have four voices instead of three, but we're three main girls today, which is super fun. Yes. With a transplant. <laughs> <laughs> we've got the beautiful Jen Burgess here, who is Woo-hoo! besties with Barb, who you guys know. She's been on our podcast a few times, but this is Jen's first time of... Really? Yes. Oh my gosh, that feels so foreign to me. Well, I I think we've we've talked about her. Yeah, we've always wandered around. But yes, so this is a happy day. She flew in from Florida. Yes. Just for this. Just for this. Not really. She flew in. Amber and I got to throw Barb this amazing little surprise birthday. She's 50 years old. 50 and fabulous. And her bestie flew up just to be the biggest surprise. Which was... It was so fun. Priceless. Oh, so, yes. so fun. Yeah. yeah. And we, you guys did a great job putting aw. that party on. It was great. Well, oh, I, yeah. the best part was that Barb had a legitimate shriek of joy. Yes. Yeah. She screamed. So... It was one of those moments where I was explaining it to some of my coworkers where she was... Re- the best part was she was registering it. So she had like a a cutesy smile on like oh they're singing me happy birthday okay okay put on a smile and <laughs> yeah. so she like registered rachel's face who was up front then she registered mine and then she was like hold up hold up wait a minute <laughs> and just started screaming yes. i won't do it i will save the viewers for the screen but it yeah. was that was my that favorite was part moment. yeah yeah because it was like you could see it switch of like now it's a genuine genuine not the not genuine like, shriek i'm gonna be polite everyone's singing to me i've been a part of only a handful of surprises with people where the person is that the biggest surprise one time kurt and i surprised um his mama with his sister flying home for a holiday that she wasn't wow. supposed to be yeah and she was still in college and so it was a big deal so and we hid her in the basement and Mimi like legitimately <laughs> Peter pants from happiness <laughs> and screaming which went on for like 15 minutes like I don't remember if we recorded or anything I don't that was way before smartphones but we were just like is when is this actually going to stop? Like, <laughs> she kept processing it. Yeah. She, yeah. Well, you know memers, and yeah. she and she just, it, when she's excited, the whole world knows. So yes. it was very, that would be very fun. So Jen is, uh, she's newly transplanted in Florida, but you've been in Maine for a really long time. Yeah, my whole life. I was born okay. in New Hampshire, but when I was a baby, my family moved back to Maine because my parents are from Maine. And, yeah, grew up in Maine my whole life, just until, you know, Mm -hmm. left for the first time in July. And you were a director at Sweetser? Yes, I was a director. I actually worked at Sweetser for 20 years. And And Sweetser is? Sweetser is a mental health and behavioral health organization that helps children and adults all across the state of Maine. Okay. I didn't realize it was adults, too. I thought it was just children. Yeah, for the Mm. the, uh, final three years that I was there full-time, um, that's I worked with adults with developmental disabilities, and I oversaw mm. that program in Bangor. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, but so you were high up on the up on the food chain there, and now you're a consultant for them, right? Yes, I do some consulting work for them. Yeah, cool. And in the in in the meantime, over the last uh, how many years did it take for you to because you wrote a book, mm-hmm. a journal, a journal, better better, better described as a journal. Yes. Okay, and it's has to do with leadership. 
right? No, the journal, actually. Oh, the journal. I wrote two journals. Oh, okay. um, one of them is, uh, it's called What If? An Invitation to Walk with the Spirit, mm-hmm. which is just an introductory kind of a invitation for people who are questioning being a Christian or questioning Jesus or who he is, or mm. maybe I believe, or maybe I don't believe, or I'm not really sure. Oh, that's cool. But giving them a space to actually think about it and and think about, well, what if it is real? What that's if real. it's actually mm. true? Mm-hmm. What would that mean for your life? What would be different? What would, and it just gives them space to think about it and journal about it. So that was my first journal. And then, um, my friend, Kim Smith, and she is the publisher uh, in Unbelievable Freedom, and she uh, and I were talking, and she wanted me to do a second journal. Mm. Well, what was on my mind at the time was spiritual weapons. So it felt okay. like a big leap going from think about Jesus to <laughs> let's talk about spiritual weapons. Yeah. But that is the second journal, and okay. that's the one that uh, we're going to talk about a little bit today, yeah. Right. So I didn't even know you were referencing your journal when a couple months ago on a Marco Polo between a bunch of us ladies who are just, you know, we're, we're constantly encouraging each other. We can be honest how we're feeling or what kind of a day we're having. And at one point, Jen just said something about using prayer as a weapon. And I did not connect the dots with your journal at all, which you which I have. Yes. Which was right here. Surprise. I know. I, I'm not <laughs> a good okay. dot connector. And <laughs> even God has told me, has whispered into my heart with his still small voice, you don't have to worry about it. Yes. <laughs> You're forgiven. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I literally created you to not be a dot connector. connector. It's there okay. It's okay. Go. So um, no more stress there. But I loved that. What, mm. When you said that, I was just like, ooh, mm. I want to do a podcast about that. Because I don't think of it that way most of the time. And I'm, I want to think about it more mm. like that. Because I feel like our, our, our whole world right now is sort of descending into a pit mm-hmm. of darkness and all the things. Not that it hasn't been. Sure. But it's very evident. Up. It's yep. ramped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can all say it's ramped up. And at the very least, that it's harder to deal with the levels. Mm-hmm. Like when things are, everyone is in a state of burnout mm-hmm. and overwhelm, at least on some surface. It might not be like the one that you see, but I think that it's fair to say that most people are a little bit burned out. Mm. That's, the, that's the general sense that I get mm-hmm. from everybody. And my interaction is mostly with mamas and mm-hmm. family, but... There's sort of just like this edgy pulse yeah. from everyone. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm thankful that I still see kindness like in the grocery store and on the road. Like I'm surprised there's not more road rage or that there's not more people yelling in the grocery store or that there's not more, mm. um, you know, it's one of those common grace things from the Lord that he's created humans to be resilient, mm-hmm. like incredibly um, adaptable yeah. beings, but we are all a little bit worn out. Mm. But anyway, when yeah. I heard you say that, I wanted to I wanted to really go deep into what that means. Right. And since you already wrote a journal that was published about it, let's just go there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the journal it talks about for me what happened is I. Um, was reading through the Bible, and I came across the uh, 2 Corinthians 10.4, 
and I had never really understood it or taken it in. And you know how when you read the Bible, it kind of comes alive in mm-hmm. different places, mm-hmm. in different times in your life, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, shows you different things. Well, this, this uh, scripture came alive for me because I had already learned about the armor of God, which is in Ephesians. Mm-hmm. But this one, so the armor of God, you know, you need that for, you know, wars and life and, 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 and that kind of thing. So this, this scripture says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, this is the, this is the sentence. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. The weapons we've been given have mm-hmm. divine power to demolish strongholds. There's so many words that, Amber, I wish you could break down. Divine mm-hmm. Well, just you can keep talking. She's our little wordsmith. Oh, the word, and the and word girl. That's why. Because I'm a complete ditz. Okay. Uh, most of the time, I, that brings that brings us a little Great. bit of like, let's define what that even means. Okay. For, you know, assuming that some people don't even know. Yes. But that's because that's like the that's the crucial word mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. It's divine. It is. And you don't describe anything with that word except actual. All right. Okay. So divine is an adjective. Mm-hmm. It means of, from, or like God or a God. So, um, and then the informal is excellent and delightful. So, like the the true the first definition is mm-hmm. godly of, from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second definition is excellent or delightful. Like you have a divine smile. Mm, right. So in this case, but we're wielding these weapons that are literally from God. Yes. Saying, this is how I want you to fight this war. That's right. Right. That's right. And when we talk about the war, we are talking about the heavenly realms. And we're talking about the scripture that talks about the fact that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities and authorities in this dark world. Mm-hmm. And... You know, that's hard for some people to get there. Um, it's hard I for think, me. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not a dark world person. Sure. But it doesn't have to be scary. Right. The fact of the matter is there are angels and there are demons at work all the time. We don't see them. We don't. Sometimes we interact with them. There, You know, some people have stories of when they have interacted with them. Mm-hmm. They have influence on us. Um, and And... When I think about the weapons, that is what I'm thinking about in terms of the war that we are waging. Now, as Christians, I believe that we sit in the heavenly realms with Jesus. We are in Christ. And so I'm not afraid of them because I believe we are, we are over them because we are in Christ. We're above them. So we have authority over them in Jesus' name, right? Jesus' authority. Um, and we have dominion over them. They don't have dominion over us. Now we have to know that and we have to kind of claim it. And we have to like. Right. It can certainly feel like you're at the the, the will of, you know. Yes. Like Amber's like, I'm afraid of the darkness. Or I, I right. you know, I don't acknowledge the that that different sphere. Sure. Um, and at the, you know, literally at the realness of probably appearing kooky I, I have like I have been in a few situations in my life only a, fle- a few where I'm like whoa okay that's what that was mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. and the only thing that fights back into that 
that scary place is prayer as is yeah you know yeah claiming right that victory and that right Right. Exactly. Right. So, so the weapons that I wrote about in the book there, I think there are seven or eight. I I don't remember. Um, That's not all of them. Uh, Those are the ones I researched. Those are the ones that I was felt comfortable sharing some insight around, but I'm sure there are more than those weapons that we've been given in the Bible. And they're not what you would think about. Mm -hmm. You know, the weapons we use are cutting words or you know, being mean to somebody or getting back at them or being passive aggressive. Those are the weapons that occur to people. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But the weapons that we've been given are not of this world. They Mm -hmm. have divine power to demolish strongholds. Mm -hmm. And so those are, you know, things like prayer and praying in agreement. Like if you're in a group and everybody is in agreement about what you're praying and everyone's saying, yes, Jesus, thank you. Yes, I'm in agreement with Mm -hmm. this prayer. That's That's a weapon. Praise. Mm-hmm. is a weapon when you are and I don't mean just when you're on Sunday morning and you have your hands up and you're listening to worship music that's not the only praise that's that's one kind but praise is when you thank Jesus you know thank mm-hmm. you praise you Jesus for this day thank you for what you're doing thank you for this life I trust you I you know that's mm-hmm. praise and you can do that anywhere anytime mm-hmm. in your head you don't even have to do that loud mm-hmm. um and the name of Jesus when you use his name, like we say, you know, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to cast this out in the name of Jesus. You know, I'm I'm using this authority in the name of Jesus. That's mm-hmm. also a weapon. I've um, never done that, but I have. Mm. I, I pushed a baby out without a contraction in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I had a very hard labor with my first giant baby uh, and he did not want to come out to make a very long story short. At the end, my labor, my contractions were actually getting weaker and they were starting to hook me up for a C-section. Mm. And I just had this incredible overwhelming feeling. I was just like, Jesus, I'll be good. You know, and pushed him out in the name of Jesus. Mm. And did it happen? It happened. There you go. It was the last thing that I was, it was my last hope. And it could have, not that I wasn't hoping the whole time. It was just that things were getting progressively, you know, like my midwife was like, no, you're going to be fine. You're going to have him. But he just, his head was so Mm. stuck. And anyway, but I remember just like crying out. And then there was this, I just, a strength that is not mm. really human. Right. To will this baby out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Before they wheeled me away. And and it just about killed me. I passed out and missed the first like six to mm. eight hours of his little life because I was just done. Exhausted. Completely yeah. Yeah. passed out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't remember what happened after that, but he did, he came out naturally, which was, you know. Amazing. It is amazing. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a good example. And, mm. uh, and, and, and what my heart's desire is, is really for all Christians to understand and know the power and authority that, is, that they have. Mm-hmm. Because, because when I found out and I read this, I talked I talk to you about this, I said, who, why did I never know this? Mm-hmm. No one ever taught me this. How 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 am I in my thirties and I still don't know about these weapons? And mm. no one has ever taught me this. Mm. So I want people. I want Christians to know how much power they have, not to do their own will, but to participate in what God is doing. 
Mm -hmm. And um, I want people to feel confident in that and be able to wield their weapons and use them uh, in their day-to-day life, in real life, um, Mm -hmm. and not just on Sundays. So the thing about prayer that I talked about on the polo was a switch that I made probably about two-ish years ago when I realized the confidence and the authority that I have in Christ and who I am in Christ and being able to um, pray my prayers in a way that shows that I'm standing in victory. I know God is going to answer this mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. I have confidence in him. I, I know that he wants what is good and what is going to glorify him. And so I trust him. So my prayers before used to be like, please, Jesus, will you, you know, hear my prayer? And would you please be with my mother and help her with the sickness? And none of that's bad. That is not bad. Mm -hmm. But what's different and what changed for me was being able to say, I praise you, God, for being with my mother. I know you're with her. I thank you for all the things that you're doing in her life. I know that you're at work in whatever sickness this is. And what I realized when I did that polo to you all was that that is engaging like five of the weapons. Hmm. Not only are you praying, mm-hmm. but you're praising. Mm-hmm. And you have confidence in God. And you're, you're showing your faith. Mm-hmm. And you're using the name of Jesus mm-hmm. all at the same time. And it just kind of wowed me to think about all of those weapons are engaged all at the same time when we pray in victory and we know God is at work. And that, mm-hmm. I think, is just a powerful mm-hmm. thing that we don't realize that we have. So one thing that I, I just want to say in this moment, because I know that a lot of people will probably be like, well, I pray in victory for all these things and it doesn't happen. Mm. And like, I think that there's a, there's a difficulty that everyone, well, I'm going to use myself as an example, because I, you know, there's things like, it's hard when you see someone with a huge, huge faith. Mm-hmm. who like still dies of cancer for example yeah. or who still loses a child that they were praying over and like believing that they would be healed and like yes. those things are really really hard and there's a there's got to be this there's this difference i think the thing is is that you know that god is sovereign mm-hmm. and that everything he does has a bigger purpose and a bigger story in like the mm-hmm. the, the wide scape of things right like our lives we use the word myopic a lot on this podcast because that's how we are Mm -hmm. and we can't see we can't see all the things can't see what he said he sees right Right. and so those devastations are so singularly harmful to our spirits Mm -hmm. and so hurtful and so so hard yes um but we can still claim his victory. We That's can right. still claim his sovereignty. That's right. And mm-hmm. his goodness to us, even in the loss or the That's not right. understanding. That's I think right. it changes the perspective. Like how I love how mm-hmm. Jen has, I've learned to pray like this because of Jen. The, the praying is that it changes it from being a vending machine. Like the, right. that, the first prayer you used was kind of like, I want this. Will you give it to me? I'm right. and the and the other way is saying, you've got this, mm-hmm. and you promise using his word for him. Like that's right. You promise that you're going to do all things for good. So there's going to be good coming out of this. Help me find the good in this. Mm-hmm. Help me have faith 
through this mm -hmm. and I trust you that you are going to have my best interests at heart That's which right. changes the narrative mm -hmm. because it's not so it's not like right. if you love me God heal me from cancer or you know I believe God's going to heal me from cancer those are I'm not saying those are bad prayers but it right. changes the perspective to Correct. God you've given me this disease right for your glory that's right help me to be the best that I can be in this situation help me to love others in this help me to trust in you in this help me to have yeah. faith in these things mm -hmm. and because that changes the narrative because it's not a tit for tat it's like well I died of, you know my mother you know my grandmother is going to die so like my grandmother dies of cancer. I guess God doesn't love me. That, right, that's I no longer a, trust you. And right. so I can't trust you anymore mm -hmm. because it, it switches the narrative so that you're, like you said, you're on you're on the same team. Right. It's not like exactly. you're begging God to put you, like put me in coach. You're, right. You're already on the team. You're right. already on the winning team. There right. are though believers that, that wouldn't agree with that. Like I was, I remember years ago at the summer camp that my husband and I run, it was before we were the leadership. We are, I think I was still just like a cabin counselor. And I met a woman who, like one of our campers got, one of the campers got injured. And I was like, God, you know, this, this happened for a reason and it'll, it's going to be okay. And like God is still with, and she was like, no, I'm sure she didn't mean that. You know, God doesn't injure his people. He doesn't, he doesn't harm them. This, Has this, she read the word? This part is, I'm just saying, it, it's, right, yeah. I was like, I know there's like going to, there. it's this, right. in all of the things that we claim, there's, there's all these discrepancies about faith that come out and even, even the difficulty of acknowledging the spiritual realm. Of course. That's like something that you really have to be willing to be like, it sounds kind of Marvel comic-y or sure. Lord of the Rings where it's like, there's this other realm. But there is. But there is. And whether that's whether right. or not you believe it, mm -hmm. there is. That's right. That's, that's the great <laughs> so, thing about truth. It's the great thing and it's this terrifying thing. Yes. Because literally, it's, you know, if you believe the Bible to be true, and this is something that I'm really, I've been wrestling with for a lot of, maybe the last 10 years. And the more outward I live my life and even just doing this, the more I have to reconcile that not everyone's going to agree yes, with me. Sure. Yeah. That's right. And and that, people and are going to push okay. back and yeah. be like, I can't believe you believe this. And it's mm -hmm. like, look, I believe that the Bible is true. Correct. And so if I believe that, then this, these are all this long list of things that mm -hmm. I believe that are true. Right. And it literally goes against pretty much everything that's happening in our culture. Hallelujah. Right now. That's the way it's supposed to be. Right. We're not supposed to look like the rest of the right. world. It's supposed totally. to be weird. It's a, we are supposed we to are be so weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I there is that, that song. I wear it like a crown. Right. We're yeah. Jesus freaks and yeah. emphasis on freak. Like mm -hmm. it looks freakish it does. to believe that right here there is another spiritual realm happening that we cannot see. Yes. But it affects our lives Absolutely. in a very tangible way. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that uh, just to go back a little bit to what you were talking about, um, Amber, you were talking about how um, people, uh, you know, the way that they pray, you know, I, I was doing it 
first almost out of desperation and a visual of it is almost like I'm crossing my fingers. Yes. Please God. Yeah. Will you listen to me? Will you maybe answer my prayer? Will you? And it's such a tiny, small faith. It's so, t- and you know, a small faith is good faith still, right. but there's more victory and more freedom and more confidence right. in knowing that God is on your team and he wants what is good. Now, if you remember, you know, a lot of different ways, you know, think about a di- how a diamond comes to life. It comes to life through a lot of pressure. It's mm-hmm. coal, and then you have to apply a lot of pressure for it to become a diamond. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we do have to go through hard things mm-hmm. to, to come out of mm-hmm. what is not serving us anymore, what mm-hmm. is not okay to be in our lives or what is not helpful. And mm-hmm. God is doing that with us and for us even if we don't like it just like we do as parents and I was literally just going to say that I think Mm -hmm. your faith has to change you know if you think being a believer means that it will be easy again I feel like you need to go back and read your Bible because it's we're promised that it's not going to be easy (laughs) exactly and so when you have children who aren't walking with the Lord or you have families that are broken you know I have had people since sharing on the podcast say to me like how can you have a relationship with God when he gave you this family and I'm like that is why I have a relationship with God because I have to believe that there's a bigger if it was all up to chance Mm -hmm. if it was all up to chance and I just pick the short straw that I get the crazy mother like Mm -hmm. that feels unloving and hopeless absolutely that is the right word that feels so hopeless but if I see that I'm part of a bigger picture like if I you know why does you know why does murder happen why do children die why do Mm -hmm. why does the tornado hit this place and not that place if you if you think that God is that his will is to just like make your life sunshine and lollipops Mm -hmm. then yeah, he's a really horrible, vengeful God. But if you look at it from a different perspective, and I'm not going to use anyone else's trauma for them, I'll just use my own. If I believe that God put me in the family that he put me in and gave me the the biological father and the biological mother that he did because it was going to bring him glory mm. and it was going to make me Amen. the best version of who I am. That's right. That is beautiful. Right. And that's mm. worth it. Exactly. If I had to go through a hard marriage and have different struggles happen within my marriage to make me and break and reshape me mm-hmm. and put that pressure so that I become right. a more beautiful woman of God to his service, yes. that makes it so much worth it. Right. But if it's just a whim and a shake of the dice, right. well then yeah, that stinks and I want a refund. Mm-hmm. Right? Like <laughs> I like no, I want mm-hmm. I want a do over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that and I think that's a hard thing because our nature, we are myopic and we don't like going through hard things. And we don't like seeing our family go through hard things and mm-hmm. our children go mm-hmm. through hard things. And so we our instinct is to fight against that of mm-hmm. saying well if you love me god you will give me this yeah. if you love me god you will give me this and i always i have a funny little joke about that that when i first became a christian i 
this is so it's kind of embarrassing but whatever here we are this is what I do on this podcast so when I first became a Christian and I started to learn about what prayer was my biggest fear was men because I I just didn't feel like I was wanted my biological father didn't want me I had the stepdad but I wasn't really his and I just wanted to be loved and so the idea of boys and boyfriends and all that stuff that abandonment issue was terrifying to me so I remember being 16 I might not even have been like a real believer yet because I was still in that like is this for me Mm -hmm. kind of thing I was like I will be so good Lord I won't kiss a boy I won't go on dates I won't do any of those things if you just make sure the first boy that I kiss is the last boy that I kiss because I want, I don't, I want, I don't want that. I, whatever that is, that pain mm. and heartbreak that I see in the bathroom that dances, like <laughs> right. I don't want that. That's and all, so I, all the movies are about, but yeah, which is obviously works righteousness, right? So I was like, I, and so I was asked on dates in high school, said no. Boys tried to hold my hand in high school. No. A boy tried to kiss me once and I like literally bolted. Like I was like <laughs> the most awkward young teenager because I, in my head, I would be breaking this promise and then God was not going to give me what I wanted. Uh-huh. Ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. So lo and behold, who's the boy's first boy I kiss? Peter. And we get married. And wowzers, what a horrible way to start a marriage. Like he's now on this pedestal that he is literally... Mm. The answer of all my abandonment issues mm. because I prayed this prayer when I was 16 That's years old. You think? <laughs> yeah. You think? And he mm. felt it hard. And I and I think when I often talk about Peter and I's marriage almost falling apart, I think a lot of that was that. It was mm. like I had made our marriage and our relationship this idol and I refused to like – have it be a part of the story of yeah. who I was. Yeah. And it had to come crashing down because he had to come down off the pedestal and I had to see him as a normal human and he is a broken guy, just like I'm a broken gal. Mm-hmm. And it changed our relationship. Right. But it's so funny because that's what I did. Because that's what I thought it was. Like, I'm in a bargain with you. Mm-hmm. Totally the fingers crossed. Yeah. So when he didn't... Uh stand up to the expectation that you had did you then blame him and god i mean like in your head or was it not like this thought in the out beginning, clear probably thing? in the beginning when we started therapy i think i did i was like i do i think i remember in some of my like real grieving being like hey we had a deal mm-hmm. like right. yeah. with the lord being like excuse me well and what the cool thing is about god is he does not care if you're upset with him I, that is yeah. my okay. favorite fa- favorite and part you can about god. even yeah. tell him mm-hmm. oh i tell him all so the time so if there are I'm people that thrilled. are listening that are str- struggling with this idea of prayer and yes. how how he answers it or doesn't yep. or how he answers it differently mm-hmm. That they can say to him, yeah. I don't like what you're doing. And if you're continuing to seek your own relationship with him, that will all flourish and bud and, and he will help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's multiple people in the Bible that wrestled yeah. with God. Literally wrestled mm-hmm. and, and emotionally wrestled. Right. And I, I, I'm... God, he's so good to use so many tangible examples of sinfulness and humility and what it really means to be a believer and who he's here for, which is everyone, like the sick, the sinful. And 
the wrestling part is good. If you're yes. still wrestling, that's, that's a right. good sign. It's, it's a yeah. good that sign. you care. Yeah, that you're moving forward. That you're struggling versus like if you don't care and you think everything's awesome, that's concerning. Right. It is concerning, and I think bigger <laughs> than that, it's I think it, you know, when you're sharing your faith with other people, or people are seeing you go through a hard time you have this new perspective in which to talk to people. Like, mm-hmm. I do think, you know, my, my, like we had this sweet young couple so completely in love over for dinner and they were like, so what's your advice for marriage? And we were like, oh gosh, <laughs> well, we can tell you everything not to do. But having that raw, real conversation. Yeah. If, if it was all lollipops and gumdrops and we never, like, how am I helping them? That's right. That's how am I true. helping them? And how are we helping each other? I think that's the beauty of the Bible that I love. Like when Pete and what I think Christian churches do horribly now, which I, I, I call lobby talk. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate how we have this veneer and like we're Christians. So we should look all put together. Mm. Um, where is that ever like look at like look at all the quote-unquote patriarchs of the bible look at peter his disciple and look at paul and look at all these people who were messed up broken sinners liars philanderers all these things they were all these things and they were Mm -hmm. and they are in god's name written forever i mean they talk about rahab who was a prostitute and they like her name is written forever for her faith Mm -hmm. and not all not all the pharisees not all the people that knew it all and knew them had the law written down and perfect right and didn't drink this on the on the on day the, and this didn't day do this and, on the other day and, and didn't eat the thing you know? and, and look no. at me I'm I give all ten percent look at that woman she's just giving a penny I think that there's and that's where I feel that something's happened in this why I think there's it looks like the world's falling apart is because I think that we're not being the the Christians are not being honest they're not mm-hmm. they're not putting their walls down and saying. I struggle with depression. Mm-hmm. My marriage almost fell apart. Mm. I, I I don't know how to parent. Or some days I don't want to parent. Or whatever it is. Or my kids, I, I did all the things I was supposed to do. And my kids don't want to go to church. Or whatever mm-hmm. it is. There's no vulnerability there. And everyone's just like, how are you today? I'm fine. Oh, you're fine. Oh, great. I'm fine. Well, so, and that's what the world does. And the that world does is that. what the world does. And I think it... It takes away the and the power of the gospel and well, the power of prayer. Well, it, it if shows up. If that's what you're par- praying about. If that's how you're praying. If you're praying in the lobby talk way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when um, Christianity starts to look like hypocrisy. Mm. Um, you know, I have family. Amen. Hold that just for a second. <laughs> Breathe it in, everybody. She's got her hands up, people. Uh, <laughs> look, this is as Pentecostal as I'll get. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and I have family members that are struggling with that very thing. Thinking about, well, I don't want to be a Christian because all the Christians I see are a bunch of hypocrites. Yes. They mm-hmm. say they're one thing, but they're not. They are. Which they is are. even worse than just the thing. Right. If, if, if you're a bad thing and you say you're not a bad thing and you're now you're a liar and you do the thing, it's that's it's. Right. Yeah, Hum- humanity does not love pretense 
even right. though we all do it. Right. And right. even though it's like this habitual thing to want to be like, I'm fine. Everything is great. So, I, I'm not sucking in or right. holding my marriage together <laughs> or wearing Spanx or, right, right, right. you know what? It, yeah. I'm not using filters on Instagram. That's just how my face looks. Right. <laughs> the, well, and the answer is it starts with us. It starts with me. Like right. it start for me, it starts with me. I have to will, be willing mm-hmm. to be vulnerable, to be authentic, to let my cards show, to be real, to be unfiltered, all of those things. Um, and to be someone who says, I've made a mistake. I did that wrong thing. I didn't do that correctly, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I do it, then maybe it gives someone else the, the, bravery. the bravery to do it. I started to believe the promises. Right. This is actual fact. Yes. This is a promise that the Divine Father gave us, and I'm going to live as if it's true. Mm. And that's how I'm going to live. And when I did that, that's when you know another part of my spiritual journey changed, and I had more confidence and just to go back to what you're talking about in terms of being humble when you pray and understanding your place, like God's the head, we're under him, and you know I'm not God myself, that doesn't mean that we don't have authority to stand up against evil. Mm. So we have, I, I feel like we are called to do that. God wants us to use Jesus's authority to mm. uh, cast out the evil that's happening to to say it out loud um so i and i just want to empower people i want mm-hmm. to i want them to know that they have that and if they don't quite understand what i'm talking about you know they can read the bible and they can talk mm-hmm. to someone who knows the bible well or has a good relationship with the lord and as long as we continue to seek our relationship and grow it you know mm-hmm. I, I really believe god's going to take care of it he said that he would so mm-hmm. so your book that you i mean your journal it's are there any other highlights about this as prayer as a weapon um just for those of us who are new to this mm-hmm. concept i mean when again when you said that i i perked up and i was just like i love that i've never really thought of it that way you know that even i mean like my my own devotion time with with Jesus I'm I'm finding that I need it more and more which I'm so thankful for it's been mm. a struggle for my whole life and now I like look forward to that time even if it's just five minutes where I'm like I am literally just stopping mm-hmm. all the other things in my life and I just want to spend time right with God right now just in silence and just the two of us yes. and the, even that has so much power Absolutely, because now like you're trusting you're openly trusting God with your day, with mm-hmm. your time, with your attitude, with the things that you're going to move forward with that day. And we all have so many things. Mm-hmm. So to surrender that all mm-hmm. to him each day right. has a power. It does have a power. Right. And I don't know. Like, But are there any other things just to close us out? Because... Um, I just don't want to miss anything. If you had other nuggets about prayer as a weapon, like what are your Well, I would say just don't, yeah, I would say don't make it complicated. It's Mm -hmm. not, it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to have your hands folded. You don't have to be on your knees. You don't have to close your eyes. Mm -hmm. None of that. It's when you talk to the Lord and you are being honest with him about what you are feeling, what you are wanting. He wants us to ask. Mm -hmm. He said, ask, ask. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you can fumble around with it. It doesn't have to sound pretty. You don't have to do it in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, just do it. And, and, and in terms of the other weapons, in terms of praise, and even if, you, if you're a Christian and you want to move into this more bold, confident prayer, um, just try it. Just try it and try to make your brain think about how am I going to pray this differently? I'm going to claim that it's already done because in reality, it is already done because mm, he's infinite it's he's infinite he's outside of time he told us it was done we can stand in victory Amen. we can claim the victory it doesn't mean you'll get what you want <laughs> yeah it does mean that he will answer your prayer Amen. and he wants to so just mm. start just start do it start one time yep it doesn't yeah. have to be anything i love um, how you said that just do it there's a pastor that i love and he always says, God bless you when you leave. Like, he's like, God bless you. You know, he'll say, God bless you, Amber. And finally, one of my co-teachers, I teach with him. And one of the co-teachers was like, why do you say that? Isn't it weird saying God bless you? And he goes, yes. Yes, it is. But that's how God says me, how we should speak to other Christians, mm-hmm. that we should ask God's blessing on each other. So I just made myself say it until it's not weird anymore. <laughs> and I was like, that's great. That's good. Really? And he's like, yeah. I was like, the, I was waiting for an epiphany. It's, it was I scary. love when people say that to me. Every now and then a stranger will say that to me. Like, I don't know if I open the door for them or something, mm. somebody in the grocery store. I, and they'll say, God bless you, like if you're kind. Yeah. And I, there is something about that. It lifts oh, the whole moment. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, I receive that. I receive <laughs> that blessing. I love that. Thank you so much, Jen, for doing this with of us. Of course. And um, I, I, I am. Can we buy this book? I want to buy this book. You well, absolutely. I have it, but I want to mm. buy another one. Hint, hint. You absolutely can buy yes, this book. It's right us. on Amazon. Okay. And if you type in my name or wondering what if, that's what uh, the two titles start with in my book. Um, it'll pop right up. Her name is Jen. Jen Burgess. Burgess. And I'm going to read, I'm going to spell it because I. You're going to spell it. B- I will try to remember to link it U-R, in the show notes, too. Right? B-U-R. B-U-R. G-E-S-S. Yes. Right there. Oh, I found it. Jen Burgess. B-U-R-G-E-S-S. You can also follow her on Instagram. Designed for this. Designed for this. I was going to say inspired by this, but it's not. Designed. Designed for this. I'm on Facebook. You can find me on Designed for this on Facebook. And, you know, if people wanted to reach out, to me they can also email me at designed for this jlb at gmail.com yes yes awesome thanks jen virgin if you think of anyone your mother your sister your bestie your mailman uh, the person who watches your kids after school just share this podcast today with a friend and we would be so so grateful thanks guys bye